welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esso. We share the topic, Fight the Good Fight. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. The Bible says, But you, O man of God, First Timothy 6, 11, say, Flee these things. And pursue righteousness, pursue godliness, pursue faith, pursue love, pursue patience, pursue gentleness. Say, fight the good fight of faith. Say, lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I will take the verse 12 again. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold, seize eternal life to which you also were called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Father, please breathe upon your word again and let your name be exalted in Jesus' mighty name. Paul was writing to Timothy and to the church of God in this passage that we should fight the good fight of faith, we should lay hold on eternal life because that is what God actually called us to. When we gave our life to Christ, eternal life was deposited in us. The soul of a man does not die. So God put his deposit in us, and we are going to have life eternal by the grace of God with him forevermore in Jesus' mighty name. So God called you, he called me to eternal life. Jesus Christ said, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Say the thief cometh but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I came to give life and to give life more abundantly. So we are called to inherit eternal life with Christ. As a matter of fact, you may not be aware of this, but before you gave your life to Christ, God had a plan. In other words, God orchestrated your salvation. He convicted you by spirit. He made you to say yes to him. If you are truly saved, God made you to say yes to him. He orchestrated events around you such that you said yes to him. And he didn't allow you to add in your heart. He just kept on working. He was patient. He was gentle. He was long-suffering with you so that you would say yes to him. And thank God you have said yes, and forevermore you keep saying yes to Jesus and to his will in the mighty name of Jesus. See, the Christian journey is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's paved with so many challenges. And the reason is because you have a foe. There's an enemy who doesn't want you to make it. There's an enemy who doesn't want me to make it. There's a foe who's always dogging your steps. He tempts you. When you fall, he accuses you before God. When you fall, he tells you, you are no good, you can't live this life, this life is not for you. He keeps on talking to you so that he will have you in his palms. You see, it's all about control. When we talk about dominion, it's about control. The Bible says God gave man dominion to rule over the earth. And that dominion, Satan came in, crept in, and stole it from mankind. But thank God that in dominion was restored back to us in Christ Jesus. And dominion means to take charge. Dominion also means control. The Bible says whatever thing you yield your members to, that's what you serve. Whatever thing you consistently yield yourself to, that is what you serve. That becomes your master. So if you consistently yield yourself to the flesh, to the sinful practices of the flesh, that means the flesh is your master. That means sin in the flesh is your master. But if you yield yourself to God's spirit, if you yield yourself to God's holy scriptures, 
if you yield yourself to the control of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit becomes your master. And that will lead you to righteousness. It will lead you to have eternal rewards. It will lead you to have temporary rewards. It will give you a life that is enviable, unlike where you live your life according to the flesh. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, dominion, when we give our life to Christ, God, that spirit that is in us is the spirit of dominion. God wants us to dominate and not to be dominated. God's will is that you dominate sin, you dominate the flesh, you dominate the world around you, you dominate Satan. The three academies of the Christian is sin in a mortal body, Adamic nature. You also have the word system that wants to keep your mouth shut. When you say you're a Christian out there, people mark you. They don't like you. When you brandish Christ, when you talk about Christ out there, they don't like you. Majority is against you. They want you to fall. They want to mess you up. Any sleep, they accuse you. So the world out there does not like you. Don't be surprised when people you call your friends betray you because they don't like the spirit you carry. There's a spirit walking in the world that is contrary to the spirit walking in the kingdom of God. So the world system doesn't favor Christians, doesn't like you. Also, Satan doesn't like you. So those are the three main academies we are to contend with. We are to fight. Even though we have dominion to rule over them, but if we don't engage them in battle, we will lose our territory. It's not automatic. Because you have a foe who is trickish. You have a foe whose main strategy is deception. So anything to just get to you, that's what he's always after. But we thank God because we have the dominion in Christ Jesus. We have the power to rule and to reign over every contrary force. And rule you will rule. You will also reign in Jesus' mighty name. So Jesus came to rescue us from evil dominations. We have been given power to rule and to dominate. He came to rescue us from evil dominations. And by the grace of God, evil will not dominate you. Evil will not dominate your children. will not dominate your loved ones in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan wants to rule. He likes men to worship him. That's what is in his mind. He wants to rule in your life. He wants to control you. He wants to dominate you. He wants to dominate your affairs. And if you give him an inch... He will go all the way. He has allies in the sinful flesh of man. He has allies in the world around us. So his main thing is to control, to dominate, to pull your strings. So when you're always falling, falling, falling to Satan's suggestions, you have to pray hard that God will deliver you because that's not a good place to be in. And you see, we have the power. There's a mightier power working in us. That power cannot be contained. The Holy Spirit in you is dynamite. Nothing can contain that spirit within you. The Bible calls it the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So there's a law of life working in you. There's a law of the spirit of life working in you. And by the message of God, you will not be controlled. You will not be dominated by the devil in Jesus' mighty name. You will stop yielding yourself to the cravings of the flesh. Whoever you yield yourself to becomes your master. If you yield yourself to alcohol, alcohol is your master. If you yield yourself to illicit sex, illicit sex is your master. Whatever you yield yourself to, if you yield yourself to too much of love of money, that becomes your master. So whatever you yield yourself to is your master. It's as simple as that. But when you yield yourself to God and to the scriptures, then God begins to direct the affairs of your life. It's my prayer, the grace for God to have his way fully will be given to you in Jesus' mighty name. 
So in Jude chapter 1 verse 3, we are enjoined to regularly contend with these enemies. So we should contend earnestly for the faith. It is not automatic. We have to contend. Contend means to fight. There's a battle. There's a contest. There's a tussle. There's something working against you that you have to fight back. If you don't fight back, they will run you over. That's why Christianity is not a play fear. It is a warfare. So you have to be doing something to dominate. You have to learn to pray. You have to learn to study the scriptures. You have to learn to speak the scriptures. You have to learn to fast. Once again, we decree, evil will not dominate us in Jesus' mighty name. Darkness will not run us out in Jesus' mighty name. You see, don't let Satan control you. If Satan has already controlled your destiny, work hard. Jesus went to the cross so that you don't be controlled. Everything, the suffering, the pain, the tragedy of the cross was for so that you and I will not be under Satan's control. Satan is a bad master. No mercy. When you are still with God, God will be showing you mercy. When you see unbelievers out there, please pray for them. Satan is deceiving them. That Jesus is not the only way to God. That's a deception from the pit of hell. Pray for them because they don't know what they are doing. Satan is a bad master. He tempts you. After you fall, he will keep on accusing you. And his aim is to get you to hell. His aim is to steal what you have. His aim is to destroy his aim is to kill. But it's my prayer, God, to fortify you. He will also fortify me in Jesus' mighty name. So, what are the things we have to contend for? What are the things we have to contend for? We have to contend for eternal life. Everyone has been given to us. Don't let everyone sleep. It is not true that one saved forever saved. There are many, many thorns and thistles on the way to heaven. But by the grace of God, you will make it. I will also make it. It is not a lie. Jesus Christ said, not all that call me Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom. It's only those that do my will. It's so categorical. Not all. Some people will come and say, oh, we cast out demons in your name. He said, look, I will tell them, I don't know you. Depart from me, you are all workers of iniquity. So you see, these people are doing the work of God, but they were being dominated by sinful practices. They didn't fight back. They refused to fight back, and of course they were run over. So we have to lay hold on eternal life. What shall this profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? In other words, the soul of one man is much more valuable than all the riches of the world. The soul of one man is more valuable than all the treasures, the gold, the riches of the world. They are not comparable. And we are talking about eternal damnation or eternal bliss. In the grave, there is no repentance. All the repentance is here. So you are hearing this today for you to adjust yourself, to amend your way so that you will not be judged at the end of the day. So we are contending. Satan wants to take heaven from us. But by the grace of God, he will fail in Jesus' mighty name. What are we to also contend for? We are to contend to obtain God's promises. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, God's promises are great and precious. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 says, God has given to us great and precious promises that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature. So there are great and precious promises. You see, in heaven, there's no need for healing. There's no need for deliverance. There's no need for prosperity in heaven. There's no need for children. There's no need for husband. There'll be no marriage in heaven. So in other words, all these promises here, and there are tons and tons of them. All these wonderful, great, and awesome, marvelous promises. They are for here. And let me tell you this. There are storehouses in heaven. If you learn how to kill, God will release his blessings. 
But it has to be according to his own terms, not your terms. You can't help God to make it happen. It's by faith and patience that we obtain the promises. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. So there are promises for us to obtain. Please don't give in to heal health. Don't give in to ailments. Claim those promises. It may not appear anything is working. Claim them nevertheless. Claim long life. Claim salvation. Claim greatness for your children. Claim good things. That's what will mark you out. You see, in life people check you out. And if you claim you're a Christian, they check you out more. Because if you claim you're a Christian, there should be evidence of Christianity. Fight for those promises. Say, press into them. Please, believe God for success. Believe God for promotion, for open doors. Keep on pressing. And God will surprise you in Jesus' mighty name. What are we to contend for? We are to contend for our destinies. You have a future. There's something God still feels you can still accomplish in your future. So contend for the future. Always try to improve. Always try to long for more. Dream. Dream. Let your dreams be big. It may appear impossible, but please shoot for the stars. And that glorious future that God has for you, you will press into it in the mighty name of Jesus. What are you also to contend for? You are also to contend to leave an impact or leave a legacy here on earth. Is a poor man who dies and nobody remembers him. Leave a legacy. Also try to make investments in heaven. In heaven, it won't matter how much you are earning per hour. What will matter in heaven is how many people did you influence to make it to heaven. It won't matter what car you drive. It won't matter what school you went to. The only question will be, what did you do? How many people did you get into heaven? How many people did your conduct or your prayers, your service, your giving, how many people did your life affect to make heaven? The Bible says even the righteous will just barely make it. So if the righteous barely makes it, what happens to those who are not righteous? God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. So we also contend to leave an impact here, to leave a legacy, to also make investments in heaven. And you see, this fight is a good fight. It's a fight, a good fight. The good fight means it's already predetermined in your favor. A bad fight is a fight you lose. I mean, where you fight and you lose, that's a bad fight. But a good fight is a fight you fight and you come out triumphant. So God says it's a good fight you are into because it's already predetermined in your favor. In other words, the judge is your father. The defense attorney, the guy who is standing by you, the intercessor, your intercessor, is Jesus Christ himself and the Holy Spirit. The prosecutor is the devil. But now you have the judge, Supreme Court judge, who is your father. You also have a defense attorney who is standing by you. But this is my intercessor. The prosecution doesn't have a case. Just think about it. It doesn't have a case. Everything is ruled in our favor. Everything. The referee is partial. In this business, the referee is too biased towards you. So it is just up to you. Everything is just in your favor. God has done it all for you. He's done it all for me. He's done it all. So in other words, we can win always. That's what it means. Don't let people kid you. People will say, oh, life is ups and down. I used to also carry that theology too, that life is ups and down, you know. But the Bible says the path of the just shines more and more. It should be getting better for the just. He also said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, he says, now thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph, always, 
The big word there is always. It always leads us in triumph. In First John chapter 5 and verse 4, First John chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, to those who are born of God, he said they've overcome the world. I said, this is the view that overcomes the world, even their faith. Say, for whatever is born of God overcomes, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even your faith. In verse 5, it says, Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In other words, you have all the advantage, you have all the benefits, all the allies, everything you need to win. Now, to win always, what do you need to do? You need to have endurance. You need to have backbone. You need to be resilient. People who give in, who quit, they don't go far with God. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. You have to learn something with God. He's a God of the long haul. If you're a short-term person, forget it. So, endurance. So therefore, do not cast away your confidence. For it has a great recompense of reward. Hebrews chapter 10, and verse 35 and 36 for he has a great recompense of reward. For you have need of endurance. That after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Say, so do not cast away your confidence. Because he has a great recompense of reward. Say, so after you have done the will of God, you need endurance. That you may actually obtain the promises. So the promises come after you have endured. You need backbone. For you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Verse 37 says, For yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Verse 38, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So God is not after people who draw back. So when you draw back, I will not be pleased. He's always onward Christian. He's always onward. We're always on the offensive. Always on the onward. Always on the offensive. So you need endurance. You must know that. And you also need faith. Mark 9, 23 says, all things are possible. All things. He just said it. That all things are possible to them that believe. All things. All things. So if you can believe, you will see the glory of God. In other words, faith in God, confidence in God, trust in God, that childlike faith, that aggressive kind of faith, that God will do this. You don't see the signs, but you just keep believing his word. And over time, believe me, God is true. It will come true. So, you need faith. You also need determination not to give up. Say, hold fast the profession of your faith for he that has promised is faithful. You also need to fight. You need to know how to fight. There are forces opposing us. We have to fight them off. There's a time to play. There's a time to fight. Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 2 verse 24. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. The Bible says you should engage the enemy. Say, rise, take your journey, cross over the river Amnon. Luke have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Ishbon, and his land, begin to possess it and engage him in battle. What that means is that God has given you some things that the enemy is sitting on. So if you don't learn to engage in battle, if you don't learn to be on the offensive and pray offensively, you may not just get the best that God has his talk. And you see, at times there are some battles that are actually bigger than you. There are some battles actually that by yourself you cannot win those battles. That's where the reinforcement comes in. Believe me, Satan gathers. But thank God. The Bible says, even though they gather for your sake, they will fall. And it's my prayer, I see them scattering on your behalf in Jesus' mighty name. So we need to fight. What are you doing? Are you even thinking about it? Those naughty areas of your life, those areas that you know are difficult, is the time to begin to address those areas. Don't just give in. 
Don't just do car, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever thing will be, will be. No. Engage. Any part of your life you think you are not happy with, pray. Say, sit and pack your bag. You know, begin to engage. Don't just say, oh, God will do it. <laughs> oh, no. He's done it all. When he went to the cross, the ball is in your court. Begin to learn to pray. Some violent prayers, some spiritual prayers. Rise up. Don't let Satan sit on your back forever. That will not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says, though one may be overpowered by another, but two can withstand him, and the threefold cord is not easily broken. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12. So in other words, at times some battles may be bigger than you, which is why we call for prayers, we call for vigils, we call for people to fast, we do teleconference prayers because we are joining forces to help ourselves to wage a good warfare. It's my prayer this year you wage a good warfare in Jesus' mighty name. As I begin to round up, you must always be on the side of truth. You have truth as a person. John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus Christ said that the way and the truth and then the life. Say so no one comes to the Father but by me. You also have truth as a principle. The Bible says you cannot do anything against the truth but for the truth. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 8. You cannot do anything against the truth but for the truth. The truth will always outlive falsehood. Please be on the side of truth. Learn to say the truth always. You see, when you are living a false life, you are actually standing on shallow ground. Lies is a matter of time. So always learn to stand on the side of truth. Brethren, there's a fight that we are into. Don't let anybody kid you. There's a future that God has here marked for you. And when you learn to strategically position yourself, you enter that future. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.